Hi, I'm Corey of Conversations with Corey, who is ready for raw and honest conversations about life, faith, struggles, and things that bring you joy, things that make you furious. What have you overcome? Where does resilience come from? Join me as I have insightful, honest, and raw conversations with a variety of everyday people walking out their faith in truth and love. I can't wait. See you soon. Podcast today, we are going to talk about the art of midwifery and specifically the beginnings of midwifery. Um, I am having a conversation with my dear friend, Aaliyah, who is a midwife. And so I thought I'd let her introduce herself to you. And it's going to be a great conversation because, of course, it's one of, she's dear and near to my heart, but also because midwifery is something that um, I also started um, with at a really young age. And so this is going to be really fun. So welcome to Conversation with Corey, Aaliyah, and thank you so much for for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited and I can't wait to talk about the beginning of my journey because it's like the beginning of your journey, except for you were involved in the beginning of my journey. So <laughs> that's how this all ties in and it's really exciting. So thank you for having me on. Uh, that sounds like a, like a complicated web right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to dive into it because it's actually really fun and I would like yeah. to hear about it if it was someone else's yeah. life. So right. here we are. Yeah, so um, so I started, I'll let you introduce yourself before we start, but so go ahead and introduce yourself, um, tell yourself, and, and then we'll go into the conversation. Yeah, so my name is Aaliyah. I have been a midwife in California for five years. Uh, I've been in birth work for, you know, roughly 10, arguably longer than that. Um, which we'll get into. And um, I have three beautiful daughters, all of which were products of awesome home birth, which we'll also hear a lot about. And um, yeah, I love what I do. I'm a home birth midwife. I specialize in um, female reproductive care. I also offer artificial insemination for couples or people. And um, it's been a really fun journey. So I'm excited to, to talk about the beginning with you. Yeah, that's going to be great. So yeah. we have a lot in common because when I, um, when I, and I, a lot of midwives will say they have, have a call to be a midwife. And I think right. maybe some do, maybe some don't. Um, but for me, I felt like I read Spiritual Midwifery, which is a book by Anna McGaskin. It was the first book I ever read on midwifery. And I read that in 1987. And it was written in the, in the 70s, but I read it in 1987. And, and I knew after reading those birth stories that I wanted to be a midwife. And I just, I don't know how I knew, I just knew. And I, I, I had just had a miscarriage with my first baby and one before my oldest daughter. And, and I read the book and thought, wow, I'm going to be a midwife someday. And for me, it was a... Um, a series of journeys. It wasn't just like one journey. Sometimes it is, sometimes not. I feel three journeys for me in various stages. Yeah. And so I was trained as, you know, at um, at 19, I became a childbirth educator. At 22, I became an apprentice midwife. At 26, I was on my own in, in the state of Oregon um, as a lay midwife. Um, and then I went back to midwifery school um, and then in Oregon and then I did midwifery school again in California and became a mm-hmm. licensed midwife many, many, like 20 years later. So mm-hmm. I feel, I feel blessed that I've had, um, my interest to midwifery was a traditional one in the sense that I was actually traditionally trained apprenticeship model trained and hopefully, and I know you were as well. Um, but yeah. I think that that training is unique to home birth midwives and I, and I feel like whether you're a CNM or a CM or an LM or whatever you are, that apprenticeship model training is, is I believe, key to what we do because it is women with women or, you know, helping other people. But um, I was only uh, 18 when that, that journey started. And now at the age of 54, it's been an off and on thing for me. 
Um, but you also were really young when I met you and you were interested in midwifery. And at the time I was actually practicing um, as a midwife. I think I was maybe in a, just starting out in uh, California. And that's uh, when our paths crossed. <laughs> that's when our path. And you know, it's so funny reflecting back on that time because when I first met you and was introduced to you, I was, and that was right. how long? That was four. Anyone now? And I remember being interested. A senior in high school, going through this program, called ROP program, where you can. You know, I was selected at nursing assistant service. So I would take a, a few days, go to in healthcare. It, right. So I was already moving towards the path of healthcare. I come from a long line of healers and women who work in healthcare. My mom, my grandma was a nurse. They raised And so I knew that there was something out there for me. I just didn't know what. So I just assumed I'd be a nurse because I was already a nurse assist. Um, right. But from a really young age, people would ask me, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I remember just not, not I would ever want to do now or a <laughs> baby doctor I would always say I wanted to be a baby doctor oh wow so I know I just I recall all the time what did you want to be when you grow up when you were little and I would say a baby doctor and now I'm a midwife and <laughs> I, you know I started because I met a few people that had home births and I was like right what? that is like that I was a first-generation home birther. My mom had us all in the hospital, and it just right. like wasn't even a thought. And right. you know who gave me your phone number and who hooked me up with you was Brian and Colin. Oh yeah, that's wow. who hooked me up with you. I know how beautiful is that part of my journey till the very end of her journey, just like wow. you. No, wow. and for those who don't no. know, our our. She was like a spiritual mother for me. Colleen passed a yeah. few years ago of cancer and um, yep. connect a very, uh, just action, you know? Yeah. I worked for them at their restaurant in Reading and I was their right. barista and I said, I don't know what that's my journey. And she would always walk me through that. And she said, you know, you need to talk to Karina. <laughs> so she gave me your number and I remember living room floor and being so nervous and just being like hey, I guess I'll call this midwife like she's such a big deal you gave me two hours of your time that night and we just talked and yeah all about yeah. it and I was like that's my missing link like that's it it just struck wow. a chord in me and I knew yeah. that was it and I knew that was the end for me and I knew that was that's your home birth meetings that you were having yes like, what did you guys like underground yep. training there was no name to it it was no nope. so underground and so grassroots deva came to a few of those yes becca came you were there yep. i was there and it was all teaching mm -hmm. younger midwives and yeah. it was exactly what you were talking about like that apprenticeship that right. we all came to be that's how in the midlife that I am today, how you came and became how come in Wi Fi and it started there. And I remember wow. feel palpating pregnant people's belly for the first time. I remember yep. going out frozen placenta on a cookie sheet and letting it thaw <laughs> and me being like, Holy crap, what is that? And you're this placenta, and I was like, <laughs> and it was I, in my freezer. <laughs> yeah, it was in my freezer. And I remember asking meetings. I was like, does birth have a smell? And you were like, oh, yeah. And I was like, oh. And I just like was so interested to know what that smelled like. How it, not, yeah. I mean, that sounds kind of gross, but really I was just, I was so hungry for that journey and so yeah. eager to experience birth it, you know it's actually you pretty so intuitive fire. of you that you asked about the smell because yeah. not anybody would even think that but actually because placentas definitely have a smell yeah they do there's a smell 
Like, and, yeah. and, you, and babies have that fresh newborn, that beautiful baby smell. It's just unique. And amniotic fluid even has a smell. Like, oh, 100%. Like, it's just a very know. earthy thing. Yeah, the birth so, room in and of itself, you walk out of the birth room, you come back in, and you're like, oh, it's so birthy smelling in here. It just, <laughs> so it just true. is. It's the tub and the blood and the baby, it's and it's not so bad. True. No. You know, it, it's just really cool. And so I, I have to thank you for that conversation because that's what led me on this journey and I went away for a little while and I thought okay I'm gonna go to ministry school and then I'm gonna go to nursing school and then I'll work my way back to midwifery and then I did some of those things I started nursing school and then I was like no like no it came to a halting screech and I came back to Reading and I turned 21 and you were just finishing your apprenticeship I think then because I en- I entered enrolled in midwifery school in 2013 right. and I started working with you right then as your apprentice. Right. And yeah, as your right, assist. Yeah, as my assist. Yeah, you and paid me. That, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I, think I, I remember saying like, I think a lot of, um, of the assistants and the newer students don't get paid. And, yeah. I, and I always thought, no, they need to know their value. And you yeah. don't know your value so if you're not being paid for it. And a lot of um, students pay their preceptors. Yeah. And I was always so like, true. I'm old school, Tika. Like, I mean, it's fine <laughs> if you're doing like academic precepts, and I understand that part of it. But, um, but I really feel like it's good for if you're if you're trained and you're getting trained, and you know, it, it can start small, but it should be able to build up, and you should be able to make a little bit of income. It's 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 honoring. So yeah, you're honoring that generation that's coming that's coming after you and I think one of the reasons that I always really wanted an assistant or wanted someone to train or teach is because I was I promised when I did my apprenticeship my midwife pulled me aside and said I will train you but you have to promise to at least train one other person in your lifetime wow. you have to pass on what we have given and they were trained by a Native American lady named, um, named Daphne Singing Tree Wow. Daphne Singing Tree trained Angie and Carla. Angie and Carla trained me. And right. I've trained at least three other people. And two of them are licensed midwives, which is beautiful. But And you're one of those people that um, that train with me and other midwives as well. But mm-hmm. And also, I love that because then you get lots of other styles. And you can glean all the best things from those midwives that, you, that work best for you and your practice. And they're right. always going to be the same, but yet a little different. And that's the beauty of the, the of a midwife is that we we are we are we are not just cold and clinical. We're actually like we're actually mothering the mother. We're mothering that that process. We don't look at it as just a delivery. We look at it as the birthing of a whole person, not right. just the birthing of that physical baby, but that whole being. And it's so beautiful and valuable. And we can change the trajectory of somebody's life in that time we spend with them. We can teach them confidence and, and trust and, and give them safety, maybe safety back if they've had bad experiences. And we can do a lot of healing in their lives or damage. And so that's the, that's the, the part that we're always having to be in check with ourselves and our hearts. And <laughs> It's so true. And I remember that when you told me that, because like I said, you were one of my first introductions into the realm in the art of midwifery. And I met others along that journey, a lot of others that I learned from. But I remember you telling me that at the beginning that you, because I had met midwives along that journey who only had one preceptor or two preceptors. Um, and you had a ton and I made it my mission. I moved midway through my apprenticeship to another city and worked under nine preceptors total. And that wealth of knowledge from each and every one of them is irreplaceable. The things that I picked up and the things that I was able to adopt based off of my own styles was something that, um, I'm forever grateful for. Yeah. And it wasn't required. It wasn't required of the school. It was just something that I remember you telling me. And, um, it was so necessary in order for me to be the midwife that I am today, which I feel very proud of. Yay. It's, it's taken so many years. We so, so much time into our midwifery apprenticeship and education. It is such a sacrifice, um, to then get our license or practice 
and then continue to sacrifice our whole lives, you know, <laughs> it's so heavy. And I'm walking through that right now and figuring out forever, figuring out the sustainability of midwifery and the work-life yeah. balance with kids and, and yeah. all of that. But, um, yeah, I remember that. And I went on to work with others and I learned something beautiful, beautiful from each and every one of them. And I've gone on to train a handful of interns from the local university and also two arguably three students yeah since getting my license and it's been so cool yeah that's that's so beautiful so yeah you were 17 when you came to um the midwifery study group yes and and then you then by the time you were 21 you were in then that's what is that when you enrolled in midwifery school that's when I enrolled in NCM. Yes. Okay. That's when I enrolled, but I was interested way before that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It just took me a while to come back around. Yeah. That's so how callings what, work though. Oh my goodness. Isn't it so true? And you know what? <laughs> yeah. Maturity and time is not, is never a bad thing. It's our right. friend. And mm -hmm. that's one thing we know as a midwife is that time is our friend. Right. Time is Always. not our enemy. Time is Always. our friend. And so we have that, you know, to go for it. But, um, so in the process of becoming a midwife, you have your own babies. Yeah, my own babies. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was that was not the plan. I don't know that I had a plan for having a family, but yeah. enrolling in midwifery school and then meeting this guy that I fell madly in love with and having a baby with him, like less we we met, got together, and we I gave birth before our one year anniversary. And you were there for all of that. And <laughs> yeah, you held my hand through all of that. And that was crazy. And here we are in March is our 10 year anniversary, three kids wow. later. It's wild. And I'm so proud of it, but yeah. yeah, that, so I enrolled, I attended my first few births as a 21 yeah. year old. I was yeah. jaw droppingly, it just in awe at this like, yeah. whole process and this yeah. art that I never knew about and these midwives, it was incredible. And then I get pregnant and I'm all, holy freaking crap. Um, Karina, what do I do? I don't have any money. How am I going to pay for a midwife? <laughs> and so Evan did some trade for your website and we yeah. just like figured it out. And by the grace yeah. of God, we had an awesome home birth and I gave birth to Luna when I was 22 and you were my midwife and you caught yeah. her. Yep. Yeah. In the pool. Was, yep. Such a beautiful birth too. Such a beautiful birth. I oh remember gosh. we were like, we went to the back room. We're like, everyone needs to get out for a minute. <laughs> this is a big crowd. Can everyone go downstairs? This like, is gnarly. We're just like, well, she needs a minute. Yeah. And then, and then I, and then I pushed. Yeah. And then it was fine. Yeah. And then she, and then she was born. Yeah. Yeah. You had a really nice birth. It was a beautiful first birth. And it was just it was. a day after, uh, a day after I caught my second grandchild, right? Yes, was yeah. he born the day the day before Luna? Oh, wait, was it the day before? Or was it or the, the day, day after? after? Wait, I want to say he was born the day after or two days after. Yeah, day and it a half, might have maybe. been. Yeah, They're like, like a day or two apart. They're like 36 hours apart. I forget yes. which direction. <laughs> Same, me too. But, and she was my friend. I love her to death still to this day. And yes. she was my friend Our through our whole pregnancy we had together. We were due date yep. buddies almost. And yeah. I would go over to her apartment with her and her son. And we would just yep. be pregnant, eat ice cream, and watch TV. It was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Was, I, yeah, I think it was after. It was like 36 hours later. Because I yeah, got home for your birth. Yep, that night, the next night, she was in labor. She didn't have the baby technically till the early hours of the next day. So, yeah. yeah it was that yep. full moon, man. It takes those babies out. But, um, yeah. yeah, so that was really fun, but that was a really beautiful mm -hmm. thing to see you birthing as a mother, becoming a mother, because I always say that, that becoming a mother is, is part, doesn't have to be the only way, but it is a beautiful way to understand how to midwife another woman, because yeah, if it, you've, if you've done it yourself, there's something there that you learn just from having done it your own self that gives you um, such an ability to walk someone else through that time and yeah. to, you know, and I always say that if you can, you give birth, you conquer that, that giving birth thing, you, just, you come to the other side of having done birth naturally, there's nothing that you cannot do and you're, it right. instills this confidence in you 
that I always say we need that confidence to be parenting because parenting's hard. Parenting's and, hard, arguably the hardest thing on the planet. Right. And it's and having a baby naturally and doing it yourself and feeling empowered in that process and owning that process, taking responsibility for your own self changes you. And yeah. it's different when you go in and, and like I said, I, I'm not against like anybody having their own choices when it comes to how they want to deliver their babies. But I can only speak to what I understand and what I know. But what yes. I always say is that um, when you when you have taken responsibility, when you've made your choices, when you've gone through that hard thing, it's just it it just gives you um, it just gives you a strength. There's just something that's just solid in you that is yeah. and, it, and it, it empowers you and and vice versa when you have the, the birth and the rights responsibilities and even the choices taken from you it's it it's it's you know birth can heal it yes a birth that's opposite that. can heal that so um in so many ways yeah i mean and sometimes choices are an epidural that's your choice that's fine but um, but for home birth i think that there's just something beautiful that we can we can give to these moms that are starting out and also restore um and i've seen a lot of traumatic things in birth that's happened in, maybe in previous deliveries get literally healed um in birth i've seen it yeah I do too. I, you know, I use the word redemption yes. and redemp- redemptive a lot yes. mm-hmm. in birth, in the postpartum realm, in pregnancy. Like that is arguably part of my mission statement for a lot of people is working towards redemption this this yes. experience together. You know, whatever yeah. that looks like, it's always different and you have to be so individualized, right? Yeah. But. Um, it's so true. There's something so powerful about obviously yeah. giving birth, becoming a mother, becoming parents, all these things, but also um, giving birth and being a midwife. I, yeah. I and I agree. There are. I started midwifery school not having children. There's a lot of midwives. It's a wave of midwifery, yeah. modern right. day midwifery nowadays of. Yeah, people being midwives who are not mothers, and that's okay too. Right, but it is. I I can totally speak to and just agree with you on the fact that there was something so, so much, such so empathetic, right? Yeah. Taking so much ownership and responsibility over the birth process. Yeah. Once you've experienced it and being mm-hmm. able to one thousand percent relate, like going through birth and getting on the floor with these women and yeah. looking them in the eyes and saying. I know, I know. It's mm-hmm. you're almost there. The only way out is through. Right. We're gonna get through this together. And mm-hmm. I know how hard it is right now. Because mm-hmm. I do know. Because it is hard. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and so I agree. And I think it was a beautiful thing for me to give birth early. I don't regret it for a moment having kids young because mm-hmm. it has been such a beautiful process within my midwifery journey. And I went on to have the three more. Yep. And I took my NARM when I was eight weeks pregnant with my third, puking, and I barely passed. <laughs> I barely passed. I scored a point over in order to pass, and I don't. And I don't even care. I passed, and I had a, a three-year-old and a one-year-old at home, and I was pregnant. And I took the NARM, and I passed my midwifery boards, and I was Probably so were exhausted. I was so tired, and I had to travel down to LA, which is like three hours from where I live, and it was crazy. That is crazy. crazy. So I was the first uh, midwife to take the NARM in her own hometown. That's right. You got the university locally yeah. to do it for you, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I yep. That. I did it. That was I so did it. Cool. Yeah, I did that there, and um, I was really grateful because I think the closest one was like uh, somewhere far. Yeah, it was like three or four hours away. I forget where it was, but it definitely wasn't where we were living. So yeah. Um, so what have you learned? Um, what did you learn in the first, you know, the first year or two of practice and, and what have you learned now about midwifery that you, that you're maybe surprised by, or that you didn't expect it to be, you know, what, like, what have you learned in this process of this early midwifery journey that you're in? That's such a good question. I've, oh my gosh, uh, the list is so long. What have I learned? (laughs) What haven't I learned? Um, 
I've learned so many clinical things, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you can only learn so much with completing these programs, whatever the case may be. Right. Like you really, especially in the realm of midwifery, you have to learn by doing and yeah. time is our best teacher there. And yeah. so um, I have learned so many things on the clinical spectrum that uh, just treating preeclampsia, treating cholestasis right. of pregnancy, right. risking people out, you know, blood <laughs> sugars, like so many things, blood pressure stuff, there, the list goes on uh, clinically. But I think from an emotional standpoint, yeah. I entered midwifery young and young people have a heart of gold and they also have a heart on fire for what they're passionate about right. most of the time anyway. Right. I know I did. And um I was so on fire for midwifery. I was ready to go hit it so hard. I did ten births the month before I gave birth. When I was 36 weeks, I did my last birth, maybe even oh 37 goodness. weeks. I was hitting it so hard because I was so eager just to take in all this information. Yeah. And I also was young and I had the energy to do that. And I didn't have any kids at home yet. So staying up all night, I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll just sleep the next day. (laughs) And so I think what I've learned now is like, this is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Right. And I am really in this, this self-care journey and also figuring out how to sustainably manifest my my calling in a way yeah. that works for me because right. it's so easy in the realm of midwifery to burn out. Like yeah. it's so unsustainable because right. you can't predict your hours or your no. pay. No. <laughs> and that's hard too, you know? Yeah. And so I'm in this process of really trying to figure out how to make things more sustainable for me. Yeah. And um I think what I've learned is is so much patience. I mean patience on the clinical end and being with um, these moms in labor and not intervening, right? Like even yeah. spinning babies and positional changes is an intervention in our book. Right. Like everything is an intervention and having patience to let birth do its thing, but also right. understanding when it does need an intervention because there is something right. that we need, we have the skills to treat. Right. And then on the other end, the work-life balance side, just patience in general and being okay with taking less clientele and being okay with saying no to others and saying no to other midwives in the community and saying no to other commitments and teaching opportunities and students and gatherings and retreats like it's okay to say no and just have patience and um take it one day at a time and and say yes to your family i'm learning that too so yeah it's always a juggle well, part of that is modeling too. You're modeling something to, to your clients too, to how to be, you know, how to be a good mom. A good mom is going to say no. Yes. A exactly. good, you know, you're going to have to say no sometimes. And, and also, um, it's good to be humble as a midwife because our, our, we don't want to, we don't want to get too, too confident in that we can't go well, you know, cause everything is just, is going to be your best, your best guess. <laughs> yes. You know, especially in birth. So, and we're alone out there a lot of the time. We don't have a hospital with some delivery nurses and a consult right around the corner. Maternal fetal medicine specialties, like we don't have that at home. And sometimes we don't want that because sometimes that really clouds our experience and interferes with the process. That's why we birth at home, right? Right. But in lack of resources, it really is all on us as the midwife to be discerning to be right. educated to be right. fresh and have a clear mind like yeah it's a lot all on our shoulders and oftentimes it's just us with an apprentice or maybe an assist who's another midwife if we're lucky and we actually have that capability <laughs> you know yeah no that's 100 true so you yeah. have practiced for five years in yeah in a partnership and then also solo practice and each of those has yeah. its definitely has its ups and downs what have the moms taught you what have the moms taught you as a midwife oh man I think the moms have taught me patience as well Uh, and more so than patient there's a lot of education involved but also just the fact that moms know their bodies more better than I do and I'm yeah. supposed to be the person that this is my specialty and right. I should know these answers, but sometimes I don't know the answer because it's actually deep inside of them. Right. And so trusting 
not only my intuition, but also the mom's intuition, which oftentimes does go hand in hand, surprisingly. But um, I think trusting them in their body and the way that they choose position themselves and the sounds they choose to make and the people they choose to surround themselves around and what room they're in and what smells they have going on. It is all um, something to be listened to and protected Mm -hmm. and heard. And trusting the mom's intuition, I think is really important. And also sometimes there's things that cloud that clouds that intuition. And um, as a midwife, I've learned how to identify those things and how to help people tap into that, you know? Yeah. Because so we're not what just midwives. Is, yeah, exactly. Like, or, yeah, it, it's all the all those things. And um, can you think of a time when we were working together, when we just had a birth together that is mem- memorable to you? I have so many births with you. <laughs> okay, stop. Oh I'm my fine. gosh, I have so many births with you. Um, you know, something that really pops out to me is that handful of Mennonite births that we did together yes. were so cool. Um, yes. you were, you, th- that community and the Amish community has always yes. gravitated towards you. I think because you're so warm and welcoming, you have a lot of children and you also are non-judgmental, even if you're not yeah. of their exact faith. Yeah. Um, it's so cool. So I got like a first, the first hand scoop and got to assist you on some of the births and yeah, the way that these women live and labor and birth is yeah. just completely incredible. I'll never forget the yeah. time <laughs> the woman was giving birth her 11th baby and yeah. she, she was in her nightgown giving birth. Like most <laughs> women strip down naked at the end, right? Like yeah. most yeah. women are naked. And she was in her nightgown. You were literally Wait, underneath her nightgown like a tent catching the baby. <laughs> right. I'm all, she going to take her nightgown off? It just like never came off. And it was baby number no, 11. It never did. Yeah, no, it never came off. And she climbed in the bed of that nightgown and that was it. And it was <laughs> so cool. It was so cool. We had that funky placenta and where it had yes. like a secondary or something. Do you remember that? Yes. Yes. We were like, what the heck? Yeah. And then we figured it out and uh, we had so many fun births, but, um, yeah. I don't know. And then I remember and the mom too. Yeah. That she and her baby, her baby wore a diaper and she wore a diaper for the first like three weeks of their lives. They never got yes. dressed. Yes. Talking about. Yes. And they just skinned to skinned it and breastfed. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, it was so cool. And it's just like, so many different experiences. Right? Remember, we would From knock on the door bottom. and she'd answer the door for us, and she still wouldn't have a top on. Yes, <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> Completely we like hey. her in her diaper and her baby in her diaper, and they never had clothes on. It and it was so summer. And it was summer. It was hot, but she was like all about that bonding and all oh, about I that know. breastfeeding. And that baby was so. That was a really, really short cord. Yeah, Remember I mean, how short that cord was. Well, I came in I, hot right at the birth. Yeah, so I mean, I had to somersault so the baby out. So I couldn't, the baby wouldn't come past the head. I had to somersault the body out. Mm-hmm. So we, I you had to hold to the, the baby down there. Yeah, I had to hold the baby at her, at her thigh, in her thigh, and hold the baby till, till the cord lengthened and the placenta was coming because I literally couldn't move the baby. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was kind of holding it to her and just being patient. But I have a beautiful photo of that birth actually um that i took with permission at the time and actually have the mirror on we put a mirror you know down below to see because she was Mm -hmm. squatting and i have the mirror there and the baby's face is fully in the mirror oh my gosh it's the coolest picture ever it's such a cool picture the angle is just amazing but i think i must have snapped a picture and i gave it to her later but she was so excited Mm -hmm. about that but that was a beautiful redemptive birth too that had a lot of um uh, yes. things around, that, around her birth that were really neat but I yeah I just that. think I remember one time I was uh, working in, in a birthing center and um and the, the young mom came in she just had her baby and it was a two-day visit I think and she came in and she said I kept him alive for two whole days <laughs> it's such a big deal <laughs> I, I feel that I just laughed so hard like I cried you really yeah you did you did it. It's a really big yes. deal keeping these kids alive. I get that. 
it was like two whole days, you know. I remember, I remember when I left. I remember when I had um, my first my first child, um, and I remember thinking, I know everything about birth, but nothing about the baby. Like I had studied uh-huh. birth so much, and just were like, wait a minute, I'm gonna have an actual child. Oh no! <laughs> I know something so special about those childbirth educators that teach baby basics. I'm like, yes. we need you guys. We need more of you guys. There, because sometimes you know, I go through it the best I can in prenatal care, but we're also giving prenatal care, so we have all these other topics to cover, including your health care, and so education comes within those things but sometimes we miss certain things and that's what childbirth ed is for with the first timers especially and gosh the people that teach baby basics I'm like please we need more of that like I had a client who I just saw today and she said I just like missed the memo on the fact that you're not supposed to the baby before their cord stem falls off so my first baby I bathed him at two days old and his cord stunk so bad oh yeah got bacteria in there yeah, just got really smelly and rotten. And I was like, ooh, yeah. Let's not do that this time. Let's wait till it falls off. Sorry, I didn't tell you that. <laughs> you know? And now they know that, so that now they know not to wash. You know, we want to rub everything in, leave it so they can have yes. that good, like, gut, you know, that good microbiome. So, microbiome. So, it's so important that we yeah, leave everything as it is. It's amazing how, how intelligent our bodies are, how intelligent our. The design was a physiological, natural way that we're supposed to give birth and how the babies will naturally like self-immunize in a sense, like get ready for their, their future into this world of bacteria. <laughs> it's so but, true. Um, they pick it up yeah. on, and I tell people, I'm like, it, you know, they're getting, they're establishing their microbiome being skin right. to skin with you, right. the mommy, being right. the skin with skin to skin with you, the daddy, breastfeeding. Mm-hmm own atmosphere inside their home with their own microorganisms like they are developing that and all you need to do is just leave them alone and feed them yeah leave them alone and feed them and and you know and I think that whole process of becoming um becoming a mom that developmental like stage of of bonding with your baby is not just as yes it's a yes it's that initial like mystery and awe of that first hour first couple hours of birth where they're just kind of like coming to you they're wide-eyed they're looking around there's nothing like that moment there's just nothing like it and so as much as possible we try to guard those moments when the baby's born and the room is quiet and it's the mom and dad and you're kind of just trying to be in the background and make sure things are good but you're like letting that baby have its have its time to like open its eyes look around you know, skin to skin with mom and dad and and resting together and getting to know each other and it's this lifetime of relationship and you're also trying to help the because you know that if you strengthen the family system from the beginning of birth with the couple that you're strengthening you're strengthening first the home second the the, the society around us and so in in in, in you know they say peace begins you know peace on earth begins with birth there's something very true true about that statement because we're training people to have healthy bonded relationships one to another and so that's one of the reasons why yeah i'm great it's great that you love your midwife and and i want you i want to have a good relationship but i want you to really bond with your family (laughs) yes i'm there to like say hey bond with your family like grow strong together and that's why I love home birth. You have the the kids can be there. It's a, it's a very normal thing happening. It's teaching this generation watching that this is normal. This is yeah. This is an everyday, you know, physiological normal thing that's happening, and they can participate in it. Some some people are you know some kids are helping catch the baby. Some are cutting cords. Mm-hmm. Some are so participating. Cool. And I just think like all of my kids have cut each other's courts <laughs> and I always say how funny because I have a video of my second oldest um, son saying uh, on the video I said so how was it cutting I think it was his sister um, Miriam's cord and I said how was it cutting her cord Kyle and Kyle says he was five it's disgusting <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but I yet, like it's so funny because you know it, I guess it kind of is if you think about it but I think it's so beautiful I'm like obsessed with cool, so cool. and weird things oh, like that but, 
Yeah, you've but, always uh, been into placentas. I love well, placentas. We all are as midwives, but you have a special knack for placentas, don't you? <laughs> you love them. I, I mean, you harvest them in your freezer back when I first met you, and that's how I first ever saw and smelled one. So. Oh my gosh, um, placentas, placenta encapsulation, placenta prints we used to make in the, yeah. in the tinctures. You know, oh my word. That you made me from Butter's birth eight and a half. It, took you know, it recently. I was having some tiny PMS, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna take my placenta, and I did. It lasts forever. It lasts forever. It, I just shake it up and not think about it too much, and I just take it. Yeah, I love like, it. Whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. I, feel uh, I feel so good. You want to know why? I tell people the story a lot because I remember with my first birth when you were my midwife, my placenta yeah. was retained for a little while. Yep. yep. Um, and I had a good blood after we finally got that placenta out you guys pitted me a few times and yeah. I remember feeling that blood loss when I got back to the bed I don't remember going from the toilet to the bed but I was in yeah. the bed I had my baby I was breastfeeding and I just was not feeling too hot and yeah. kind of shocky post blood loss feeling yeah someone went downstairs I still to this day don't know who it was they took placenta they threw it yep. in the smoothie and they made me a raw smoothie yeah, I drank that smoothie yeah. Yeah. And I came completely back to life. It was like yeah. it, it it was like a miracle drug. Maybe my blood sugar's yeah. a little low too, but I really attribute it to the placenta. I've never felt that way after drinking a smoothie except for that day. It's it's one of the old the old school ways of giving that mom that boost of hormone and that boost of what they need and, and for whatever reason it works. Mm-hmm. So it totally I mean, it's funny and... how the things the things that I think about I go Oh, wow. We did that. But these are the kind we of traditional that. things that you don't see in a book. These are the traditional so. midwifery things you pass on to each other. Like, you know, oh, you can do like this to help you go pee or you can do this herb to help placentas come out. Or you can do this herb to help with sleeping right. or this herb to help with contraction building. Like it's, they're real things because I've been using them for like 30 years. So I know they're real things because I've seen them for ever <laughs> work. You know, and they work. People go, wow, they do work. Yeah. yeah, they do work. I, you know what? I don't think I ever read in a book about sniffing <laughs> no. peppermints for, no. you know, going pee postpartum, but here yeah. I am, I have peppermint in my hand and I'm sniffing it because before we started this pod, oh, I'm kind of stressed to get on the microphone. I'm going to like huff some peppermint. And then I'll start it with birth because that's what we do for people who are giving birth yeah. and who are in labor. We give them, we use aromatherapy. And right. I learned that from you and other midwives. I don't, yeah. maybe I read it in an aromatherapy book, but you don't really read that in textbooks. It's just not. No. And just because there's not evidence to back something does not mean that that therapy doesn't exist and that it doesn't work. It just means yeah. that we haven't studied it, and that's okay. Right. Maybe no one had the money okay. to fund it because it doesn't make them money. So whatever, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's one hundred percent true. I think there's so many areas um, that midwifery takes you into, and it's an ever, yeah. it's a never-ending pool of knowledge, and that's what keeps you humble. You're always learning. So there's the the allopathic, med- you know, allopathic knowledge. There's a naturopathic path of knowledge there's a homeopathic path of knowledge there's a spiritual path of knowledge there's a lot of different ways and that we integrate things into our um, midwifery I was going to say there was one of the things I love about birth is the ability to heal post like trauma that happened before so whether it was another birth practitioner whether it was a situation that no one had any control over sometimes trauma does happen at birth whether it's home or hospital or whatever it is and we have the ability as midwives and as healers to provide um, real healing in that prenatal process. I've always been taught that prenatal, the time of the prenatal visits is some of the most, can be some of the most healing times in um, for a mom. And one mom had particularly had a horrible um, hemorrhage. I can't remember the exact situation, but I believe it's like somebody had pulled on the placenta and basically, you know, we don't touch the placenta and we leave it, it'll come out. But right. had yanked on it and caused a pretty massive hemorrhage. And so the next birth, there was so much fear about that process because she never the hospital. I remember so, this. I think I was yep. with you. I, yep. I remember this. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and during the birth, 
this mom had hopped into the pool and we had done thing. I think we had done um, active management at third stage to kind of just help her trust. She asked her, what do you want to do? This is what, she, this is what we offered her. She said, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. We did active management at third stage and, and to help her not be traumatized. And if you remember, we pulled, she pulled the baby up onto her chest. And when she thought everything was fine and everything was all done, she leaned back and just sobbed like her whole body shook yeah as she yeah. was <gasps> just a sob came out and you get to see it was like trauma just leaving her body mm-hmm. as she broken free yeah literally being broken that. free and i'll never forget that in my whole life because it was the power of of birth it's the power of the healing principle of being able to be healed in in the same way from something else like it was this new thing that had just kind of overlaid then that trauma and that fear and and you know I still am in contact with them um, periodically mm-hmm. and I just forever think how much that how much that taught me that we can do healing we can or we can do damage to people by our position and so I'm yeah. always like oh please like humble me keep me you know keep me um you know I try not to be a people pleaser. I used to be a really yes. bad people pleaser. I have, thank been God, been going been through that. With that. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Pass that on to me because I'm working on that. Wow. I am delivered of it. I don't need anybody to like me. I don't really care if you do or you don't. I'm good with me and the that's people awesome. that are in my life, I'm then they have, they're good with me or they're not. And that's fine. But, um, yeah. but I, I trust my own instincts. I trust my gut. And I think maybe that's a 50 thing. I think as I've gotten older, like every 10 years, I've reevaluated my heart, my life and gone, wow, like in my 30s, it was like this time of deep transformation. What am I doing? Am I doing it because I've always done it or am I called to do it? In my 40s, it was like kind of becoming like I like to say, like just starting to kind of feel like, okay, I think I'm kind of figuring this thing out. By the time I hit 50, I was like, oh, we're good. (laughs) And not that I know everything, but actually the opposite in that. I don't know everything and I'm actually perfectly okay with not knowing everything. And I, right. and I don't, it doesn't mean I'm this or that. I just, if I don't know it and I tell people this to my students, if you don't know something, say, I don't know. I'll look into that and get back to you. That's it. Yeah. It's yeah. so simple. We don't have you to know, know everything. I do that because of you. I do that because of you, because I, it's so true about you. You hit the nail on the head with, it's not that, it's it's the fact that you're okay that's right. that's the security and right there is is being okay with not knowing because we can we have to fight that god complex right yeah of being like these these birth keepers it's in in right. a swear it's like every time someone has their baby they look over to you and say thank you so much and i'm always yeah. like i didn't do anything it was all you, you know, yeah. it was all you. Yeah. And, and it's so important to keep that humility yeah. because it's so easy to, but we see it in the, in the maternal health realm. We see it in the OB realm of, yeah. um, of seeing that God complex, you know, yeah. and so good for you. I've always, I've always been witness to your life journey and your process and I'm always going to learn from you. So thanks. Oh. That's good to know. Age 50. Okay. <laughs> hey girl i'm 54 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i think i, I met you when you were well what, 40 maybe like early 40s almost 40 yeah, yeah. so it's been yeah, yeah, 14 years yeah i was just turning 40 oh my gosh yeah but you know it's but you know birthing and midwifery and motherhood and 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 you know being a, a, a grandmother i've um you know, I have, um, that's my phone, excuse me, guys. Um, I have uh, caught all my grandchildren thus far in this life, and I'm so grateful to have the opportunity. And I'm honored that my, my daughter would even ask me because I honestly didn't expect my kids to want to have their mom be their midwife. And, and I've been so blessed and honored to have done um, two and almost three of my own grandchildren. So my, I always say I'm a granny midwife. Yeah, you are. <laughs> in the, I graduated. To have a, I know. I used to have a bumper sticker that said, "When I grow up, I want to be a granny midwife." And <laughs> now, and now I am. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so cool. um, it's a beautiful thing. So, 
Well, Aaliyah, I've so enjoyed this conversation and thank you for letting us see into a little bit of your process and your journey of midwifery, which to every person is going to be a little bit different, especially in the home birth midwifery realm. But, but one thing that I do, um, honor you and respect you is that you really sought after, um, to be excellently trained and, and, um, and to pursue knowledge and to, you know, to go, to go through that process, to get licensed and to be accountable is a really, it's a brave thing. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> and is. it is. And, um, so I honor you, um, as a midwife, as a sister, as a mom. And I just want to say thank you so much for just, it's just a, a, a friendship with you is such a beautiful thing. And I appreciate you so much. And I do miss doing birth with you because you were just so easy to do birth with. I agree with we you. Had some good it was times. so much fun. We had yes. some good times. And <laughs> I will never forget the beginning of my journey, which consisted with you. It was revolutionary for me. And because of you, you contributed to the future of midwifery by taking me on and giving me a little bit of your time. And I will love you forever for that. Yes, and me too. And I always you. like to have the your babies at our birth. I miss the babies. If my babies would come. Yes. Oh, that was so cool. I remember yeah. having Luna on my back and you told me back in the day. Yeah. And yeah. it was so cool to see it full circle. And yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah, I love it. I think that's a, it's a good model for the moms too, because, you know, your, your family is first. and it's family centered. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, mm-hmm. I'm grateful for you. Thank you so much for coming on. And I look Thank forward you. to maybe in the future, another conversation. Yeah, maybe on my podcast in the future. Hey, hey. Um, <laughs> thank you for having me so much, and I love you. I love you, too. We have a, have a great rest of your afternoon, and uh, thanks again. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey, this is Corey. Thank you so much for listening today. And if you liked what you heard, consider giving me a follow. Have a wonderful day. See you next time.